We're back. Episode number 24 here on the Iron Dread Podcast. I am your host, as always, uh, Chris Whitaker, strength coach Dexter High School in Dexter, Michigan. Hope uh, everybody's doing well out there. Like, send a shout out to all of my students at Dexter High School. Uh, staying strong, hopefully staying active, and following all the training we've been putting out. Uh, this week, episode 24, our guest coming in is Coach Andrew Clute, strength coach, football coach, physical education teacher at Onstead High School uh, in Onstead, Michigan. So, shout out to all of the Onstead High School athletes as well out there listening to this podcast. Coach came in, talked a little bit about himself. We learned a little bit about him uh, and some of his philosophies of training. And um, we're hoping to have him back in. This one was great. We're hoping to have him back again soon. Um, had a lot of good things to share. Uh, it was a good conversation with Coach Clute. One more thing to add about this show. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties uh, linking up with the video rec- um, conversation piece so there's some audio work that had to be done so at some points in the show the audio gets a little rough uh, we apologize we're getting better at that uh, low budget operation here at the Iron Dread Podcast trying to make things work the best we can with the equipment we have uh, so apologize for a little bit of audio so if you hear some imperfections in the audio um, had to do some work to try to take out we had a little bit of an echo situation did some work to try to take that out so hopefully it's not too bad hopefully you could still enjoy the show And without further ado, present to you episode 24 of the Iron Dread Podcast with our guest, Coach Andrew Clute. Hit the intro music. All right, here we are. We're back live to record on the Iron Dread Podcast. I am looking at the computer screen at a good friend of mine from the powerlifting world, uh, Coach Andrew Clute from Onstead High School in Onstead, Michigan. How are you, Coach? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, we're doing all right. We're, we're making it work. Um, glad you're here. Uh, glad you uh, had some time uh, to come in and uh, talk here on the Iron Dread Podcast, episode 24. Coach, you're, you're episode 24 of the Iron Dread Podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, we have plenty of time, unfortunately. I, uh, I, I wish we could uh, be working out at least at the very minimum with our teams and kiddos, but uh, we're practicing good social distancing and hopefully getting this over with as soon as we can. Yeah, that would be nice. Even though we now, <laughs> we now will not be going back to school, uh, sadly, uh, in the state of Michigan. I don't know if we talked about that. Uh, on last week's episode, but we're here. Uh, we're getting it done. Um, oddly enough, Coach Clute, you have beat a mutual friend of ours, Coach Phil Jacobs. You have beat him as far as getting on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has dodged me right, for a significant amount of time, and he listens to the show. All right, so we're going to talk about All it right, right here. Within the first minute and a half, we're going to talk about Phil Jacobs, all right, Phil Jacobs, and how he has not been on this show. I, I believe I got him well, to do episode 25, but we'll see. Well, maybe this will be motivation for him to get on there, <laughs> catch up and spill more dirt than I did. I, I, did. He's, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what's up with him, but 
Uh, all, to all the listeners out there, if you want to hear Coach Jacobs uh, on the Iron Dread podcast, tweet at Coach underscore Jacobs uh, 16 and uh, tell him you want to hear him on the Iron Dread podcast. So, Coach, uh, enough talking about Coach Jacobs. Um, let's talk about you. So, uh, just starting out here, you know, I sent you that, uh, you know, list of kind of things that we were going to talk about. Um, just give us a brief overview of kind of your story. Uh, what what led to you um, being where you are right now at, at Onset High School and doing what you're doing? Okay. Well, I, uh, I, I actually graduated from Onset in 2010, and I got recruited to play football down at Defiance College down in uh, Northwest Ohio. And I actually went to a spring ball practice, looked up at about half their linemen that were two feet taller than me and went, this ain't for me. But uh, I knew I wanted to get into coaching, and uh, they, they allowed me to be a student assistant. So I did four years of a student assistant. You know, I coached, uh, I helped out with equipment, filming, a lot of different things, and then worked my way up to being, um, I worked with the linemen, running backs, so a whole bunch of different positions to the point where I had a fifth year there, and I was a graduate assistant um, for a year. And uh, I coached the linebackers and got into uh, college coaching for a year there and worked with the strength there and that's kind of where my interest in strength kind of started and uh, from there I got into teaching and I t- taught at a school down in Lima, Ohio. I taught uh, 7th and 8th grade um, down there for two years and then I finally got an opportunity thanks to uh, Dan Terryberry for always trying to get me back up to Onstead to uh, return to Onstead and I started coaching high school PPE up there and we started our um, strength and conditioning class um, first hour uh we call it wildcat strength um then so that's what kind of led me to um back to onstead so you got some extensive experience you still coach football uh you coach football at onstead right now as well and yep i'm uh the jv uh head coach down at uh onstead so you know so a lot of us a lot of us strength guys almost all of us have some sort of football background right around here Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit about uh, your athletic history um, and things like that. Um, how about? I mean, we're we're going to talk more about training um, because uh, you know one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because we're all dealing with this issue of uh, training at home. Um, yep. And we'll we'll talk more about kind of the, the creative things that you're putting out for your kids, and we'll. Uh, push everybody towards your social media pages to kind of follow what you're doing and get some ideas. But uh, when we have our ideal environment uh, to train in, when we have our weight rooms available, um, what's your preferred training style? How how would you, what would you say that you do to train? I have, um, in my three years now of doing it, I have learned to love uh, the conjugate method. Um, what they're doing at Westside Barbell, Louis Simmons, and uh, the stuff Nate Harvey puts out, and that the stuff that you guys are doing. Um, my first year in Onstead, we were kind of a linear periodization with quite a bit of volume, um, and it worked. Kids were getting stronger, mainly because that was probably the first year that we actually started lifting, but kids were always complaining, I'm sore, you know, before practice, or, you know, even at game days, and I was like, this isn't quite working, and then... Um, Early in that winter, we came in and I uh, watched you and uh, Phil and how you guys were starting Conjugate, and that's kind of what uh, led me to the Nate Harvey book and led, led to me 
slowly figuring out what conjugate it is and uh, applying that to my classes. And we, we've seen good success. And I think the, the key thing that the two key things that I've seen from it is our injury rate has gone lower and they're complaining about being sore and not ready for games and stuff like that has gone down too. So conjugate has been where I'm at. Uh, it, to, to me, and I'm biased, as you, as you mentioned, but I, I once I started reading the conjugate stuff too, I was I was 100% sold, just like uh, just like you are, and continue to, uh, to keep up with with Nate Harvey and all those all those things that he's doing. Um, yep. So uh, for us, we uh, we really in in the Iron Drug program, we really love music, and that kind of stems from me, I guess. Um, I'm a you know, big music guy. Uh, we have our themed music days, and you're going to get to pick um, a weight room song of the week here as a guest on the podcast later on the show. Um, but when uh, when you guys are training at Onstead and you're getting after it during Wildcat Strength, um, you know what's your uh, what, what music are you guys listening to when you train? Do you have a you know specific favorite genre or song that uh, you guys like to get after it with in the weight room, or you personally like to use? Well, I I enjoy trying to make the kids listen to something that they don't listen to every single day. And it's got to be something that's upbeat and it's not their, their slower mumble rap that they like to listen to. Um, so I, I wrote down a couple of answers for you. Um, the first one that comes to mind for us is uh, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, the whole Wildcat theme and, you know, the jungle. Um, we're big fans of the Top Gun theme song. Um, <laughs> Right now, just to incorporate a little bit of something for them, uh, we're, we're Trophies by Drake. And then one to throw at you that's a little bit more techno or um, it's a little bit different, and this is the one I would suggest adding to the playlist, would be uh, Flight by Tristan Breakin. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that, but it's a catchy little beat. I enjoy it. It gets me kind of motivated. Tristan Breakin. Okay. D R A K E N. Yep, flight. Flight. All right. So we'll we'll add that to our playlist for our weight room song of the week later on here in the show. Um, you you got some good stuff there. The the mumble rap. I blame the Yin Yang Twins for the start of mumble rap. Uh, (laughs) I think they started started it all. I think I think we can blame the Yin Yang Twins for that. I've I've gone on on public record of saying that I blame the Yin Yang Twins for mumble rap. Uh, okay, so um, obviously we're kind of we're kind of at a standstill here as far as uh, moving on to the next you know phases of things with you know different stuff that we're doing. You know, we're trying to get uh, workouts to our kids and keep them training. But uh, besides that, anything exciting you know coming up for you in the near future? Um, it could even be you know a personal thing here, like uh, you're doing some work on your house now with all this extra time, right? Yep, yep. I've been, uh, I redid a room and then I, uh, I'm helping a buddy do, uh, redo this like old dance hall that it's like a, it's an old Grange. And so we wanted siding put up as like the, what we're inside. So it's kind of, it's different, but it actually looks kind of cool. So I've been doing a lot of those type of projects. I'm sure when it gets a little bit nicer, I'll find a way to make some extra money with, um, some outdoor projects that I've done in the past for people. So. Hopefully that'll keep me going. But the one thing I was uh, 
I was actually thinking about doing was doing your open powerlifting uh, up at Dexter this summer, just because I, I enjoy trying to do, if, I, if I'm going to ask my kids to do three sets of 10, then I want to be able to do that three sets of 10. So, you know, I, I coach powerlifting. And so, you know, if, if I want kids to go to a powerlifting meet, well, then I need to have some experience doing a powerlifting. So I was, I was really considering doing, you know, I, I, I am not that strong of a person. So I definitely would not have fared very well, but I thought it would be fun to at least say that I've done a power meet with my kids. So, I mean, they, they that was are one thing fun. I was looking forward to. They yeah. are. I, I enjoy coaching it, so I don't see why I wouldn't enjoy it as a lifter too. It's um, it, I I wound up doing the same thing last June and going to doing a meet, and we could talk more. Uh, obviously, we'll talk more about the USAPL and whatnot. Uh you know, outside of the show, and I kind of give you the rundown of, you know, my experience yep. with it. Um, I actually signed up to, I was signed up to do one in May that got postponed to August, so it's like right during two-a-days uh, in August this year, so right. going to gonna get to leave leave two-a-days and go lift in a meet, but yeah, they're, uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm with you there. That, that's one thing I think as coaches, uh, you know, the kids see that we're willing to do it, and the training is, uh, is it such that we're willing to, to do that training and we're willing to work like they are? I think it, it yep. significantly increases our buy-in in our kids. So that's awesome. And like I said, we'll talk I more. Agree. We'll talk more about that, and uh, and I'll keep you updated. Because uh, as of right now, that meet is still scheduled to go as normal. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it stays that way. Um, right. So, I hope so too. Okay. Uh, so, anything interesting people might not know about you? Well, um, I actually, I'm trying to, I thought about this. Well, I, like I alluded to a little bit earlier, I, I enjoy doing, you know, a little bit of odd and, odds and ends, handyman work. Um, something I don't think my kids know is, and I, I, this was more so as a kid, but I still kind of follow it as I was an avid NASCAR fan growing up. And I, uh, really enjoy i still watch most of the races because i think that's it's it's interesting to me so um i guess that was my one kind of thing that i don't think i don't tell a lot of kids that i'm a big nascar fan. so trying to be open for them a little bit in case they listen nascar nascar is something that's kind of changed over over the years who's your who's your driver you're all you're all time driver all-time driver, it, it used to be Mark Martin, and that was part of my redoing of that room that I put on uh, my Twitter was that used to be a Mark Martin shrine. Like, the wallpaper used to have Mark Martin and NASCAR, and that's why it was blue and stuff like that. So it was due to get changed. It was a much-needed change, but that's what that's how deep of my passion was for NASCAR. <laughs> uh, what, what was it? It was the uh, number six Valvoline car. Uh, yep. What was, not Joe Gibbs. Uh, Roush. Uh, Roush Racing. Jack yeah. Roush. Jack Roush. Yep. Yep. The cat yeah. in the hat, man. Um, <laughs> so I would, I would assume that you've probably gone to a, a lot of races at MIS. Yep. Uh, we used to park cars um, when we were in high, when I was in high school working for the football team. We used to park cars. And I'd, you'd get one of those passes, so I'd get one of the passes and I'd go check it out walk around and everything and then um, a group of college coaches we used to go around 2012 to i think 2015 ish 
we went to MIS and just kind of made a day of it. There was one day in the summer that we got to all together and um, got to go check it out. And I also went to the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway for one race too with them. So that was kind of cool. Indy, Indy's like uh, the, one of the one of those you know holy mecca tracks that you got to go to if you're a, a motorsports fan, right? Yeah, it was it was pretty cool to be there. The sight lines are awful though. I mean, it was it's it's tough. It's it's a really cool venue, but at the same time, to actually watch a race is kind of bad. <laughs> like going to a road course, wow. right? <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't exactly. see them the whole time. No, nope. that's that's funny because that's something that we most definitely have in common. Being from the East Coast, though, it was Pocono and Dover. Yep. So we go Dover. Yeah. There, Dover's cool. If you ever get a chance to go to Dover. It's cool because it's that mile oval. You can see them the entire yeah. time. It's a it's a it's a good good uh, good show for NASCAR for sure. Well, before this Corona thing came out, this this was going to be our uh, spring break. So I was planning on trying to go down to Bristol because they were going to be at Bristol this. Ah. Uh, and so I was going to try to get down to Bristol early in spring break, watch the race, and then do some sightseeing down in that area. Um, I, I enjoy history quite a bit, so being able to check out different historical things of that area would have been uh, pretty fun as well. So, Bristol's another one. Like, you know, I, I feel like the 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 top tracks that you have to go to as a NASCAR fan would be, of course, Daytona, Talladega, yep. Indianapolis, yep. Bristol. Uh, yep. I feel like those. I think Martinsville would be fun. Martinsville. Yep. Charlotte too. Uh, all these, all, all these tracks. NASCAR you, for me used to be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Now, like uh, to me, I feel like when when we were growing up, right? You you became more connected with those drivers. Um, yep. And in the world of social media and all this stuff, like I just don't feel any connect connection to to any of the guys that are that are racing. I know that's the thing. Well, because I think they're. Um, it's gotten to you. You don't have that um, that kid that came up through the ranks. And, you know, had a had a struggle to get there, and then when he finally got there with a good ride, he made it. Now everybody, you know, that these kids have been racing as little kids with the best equipment, the best cars that mommy and daddy could buy, and you know, it, I mean, they still have immense talent. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, they they've had it pretty well handed off to them. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's where it's a little bit different. Yeah, and I, I didn't, um, I, when they started breaking it up into stages, too, that kind of yeah. started to mess with me a little bit. Like, you, you used to, I used to think it was cool to watch, you know, and then I guess in today's environment, everybody wants, like, the instant gratification, right? Like, you want to see things happen fast. Yeah. But I used to think it was cool to see that guy that somehow he'd have some bad luck, he'd get a lap down and find a way to yep. race back onto the lead lap and then race himself back up into contention for the for the race. Or, you know, the guys yep. were playing the, playing the points game and just being consistent and, and all that. I yep, mean, exactly. It's a, it's an interesting interesting sport. Uh, it has been. All right, so let's, uh, let's start talking about, you know, again, we're spinning plates and we're dealing with, trying to get stuff out to our kids. Um, so I know you've made some social media posts. So what are some 
uh, ideas that you're bringing forth to try to be able to continue training in your conjugate style uh, with little to no equipment. Right. And that's where, at the moment, I, I kind of I haven't really thought a whole lot of how to adapt it to conjugate. I thought more of, okay, I'm looking around me. What could I use? What could kids possibly have to work out? And so that's where um, over over now that now that we know that it's going to be quite some time, I might try to apply like, okay, let's try to find some heavier things on these days. And let's find some things that we can do for speed and use more of the conjugate stuff. But at the moment, I've just been thinking, okay, I got to give these kids ideas of how to work out. How can we do this? And so the very first post that I made, I, I, I honestly just went for kind of a walk. And as I found things like, uh, like the stairs I ran up or the hill, I was planning on running up and finding a hill and trying to run up that. And so I found the steps and I was like, well, that'll be, I'll, I'll personally enjoy running up the steps a little bit more than the hill. But, um, and then after I did about 10 of those, I, I continued to walk slash jog on and I found some park benches. I was like, okay, we could do some dips some incline push-ups, stuff like that. And so I was just trying to think of, okay, if I'm a kid with absolutely nothing, what can I do to live? And so that's what's kind of been my inspiration for trying to find things. Um, like on, on my uh, drive home last night from uh, working on that barn, I thought, a wheelbarrow. Well, we can do some shrugs. We can do some pulls. We can do a lot of things. That most kids should have a wheelbarrow from my uh, from my school district. So um, that's probably something that I'm going to use soon in a video. Hopefully, is how can we use wheelbarrow and fill it up with some sort of weight somehow and use that. So, well, I mean, in a wheelbarrow, the tool that Louis Simmons talks about using for GPP all the time, right? Uh, yeah, running exactly. Forward with it. You know, picking up, walking forward in your traditional sense, uh, grabbing it behind you and moving with it like a rickshaw type thing. Like, you know, there's a there's a yep. lot of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff out there with that, and that's, that's a, a useful tool for GPP for sure. And I I saw you doing some uh, sled drag stuff the other day too. Yep, and and so like uh, I think that was Thursday. Thursday we did some sled drag stuff. I know the kids probably won't have something like that, but I, you know. I'm hoping to think like if you can get an old sheet that you don't use anymore, put a little bit of weight in it and pull that. Um, you can do a lot of the same stuff that I did with that. Um, yeah, there, there's a there's a, there's a lot of different things we can do too because I'm thinking maybe just simple body control, doing a uh, uh, the, the terms escaping my brain right now. Um, I'm thinking like cartwheels. We can do you know forward rolls, a whole bunch of uh, what am I trying to think of? <laughs> um, just controlling your body weight, like you know, enhance yeah, you know, proprioception just, of the body, like you know, moving, moving things, moving, moving and yeah. balancing yourself in space, spatial where. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. it's a it's like a wrestling warm up is what I'm thinking. Um, mm -hmm. Just being able to do a lot of those movements, you know, trying to walk on your hands in a safe spot where you're not going to crack your head open would you know is going to be something that could you know help you learn how to control your body a little better and if you can learn how to control your body as a you know a young high schooler i think that's going to help you when you're in a junior or senior in your movements when we get back to lifting hopefully for sure i mean you've got tempo sets um 
controlled body weight movements, you know, slowing things down so that we have to balance, you know, kids, stronger kids, yep. you know, most definitely it, get them doing, doing a, a handstand push up, you know, doing yep. things that can help you to kind of be aware, aware of your body and where it's moving. Sure. Yep, exactly. So we'll, at the at the end of the show, we'll uh, we'll have you drop your uh, social media handles. Uh, again, people can uh, people can follow follow you there. Uh, so now, a uh, conjugate guy, right? We know all about you know speed sets, right? Usually our speed sets, we do yep. like ten yep. sets of two, right? And bang, 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 bang. Uh, this section yep. of the show, uh, we do some speed set questions, uh, and uh, it, it's just rapid fire, real fast. Okay, not a not a ton of explanation here because we want we want to go quick to the next next one. All right, so are you ready? So we got ten ten questions here. Okay. Okay. About being a Michigan guy, right? I've asked this one to people outside of Michigan, and it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't really click with them that much. But a guy born and raised in Michigan, are you a go blue guy or a go green guy? Go blue, baby. Go blue. Go blue. All right. How much you squat? At your bench. Uh, 315. 315. Yep. Bench. Uh, 265. Deadlift. Uh, 350. Favorite training day of the week? Um, Monday because it's legs and back. All right. Uh, favorite exercise to train? Squats. Favorite sport to play? Um, if I could still play it, I'd be playing football. But as a gym teacher, I, I enjoy playing floor hockey or badminton with kids. I... <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't we all love to be able to still play football again? Uh, and right. of course, yes, uh, getting after it in uh, a little floor hockey is, uh, there, there are very few things more enjoyable in life than that. Uh, favorite right. sport to watch? <laughs> favorite sport to watch besides college football, NASCAR? Hands college, down. college football. Uh, favorite food? Yep. Uh, tacos. So many combinations you can have. <laughs> uh, my my fiance's been cooking uh, tacos over this quarantine thing. She's had them like three or four times, and it's not just a regular taco. She's making a taco salad, uh, or oh, yeah. this thing or that thing. And I said, you know, you're gonna turn into a taco. All the tacos that you're eating here, right? <laughs> uh, and last one. Favorite music genre to train to. I would have to go personally a little bit more rock, you know, the 80s rock, um, early 2000s kind of, you know, hate your parents rock. That, that's always motivated. So <laughs> that's what I'd have to go with. Uh, favorite band within that genre? That's not on the, on the beat set. But... Uh, um, probably Three Days Grace. Can't go wrong. Can't go, uh, we're uh, big Five Finger Death Punch fans around uh, our weight room. Uh that's a very good one. Tough, tough finding some songs that you can play though without uh, too many f bombs, you know. Yeah, that that is the hard part, and <laughs> you know sometimes what administration doesn't hear won't hurt them. <laughs> nah, they won't bother with it. Uh, they, yeah. they, these kids say far worse. Oh, and remember, very few people listen to this podcast, so nobody's going to catch us. We sometimes we listen to music with curse words in the weight room, folks. Sorry. Yep, they can. I, I mean, if that's going to be my fireball offense, then I'm going out with that. That's for sure. We'll so. die. We'll die on that sword, right? Yep, I will. 
All right, Kobe. Well, we're kind of we're kind of winding down here uh, to the end end of the show. Um, you know, thank you again for for coming in um, and, and talking with me. Uh, the last thing before you go, uh, your social media uh, pages where people that are listening to this episode they want to follow you, uh, your kids at Onset, and they want to follow you. Uh, where can they go for that? Um, definitely check out my. Instagram, that's where you're going to see a lot of the videos. That is going to be uh, Onsted underscore P-E. That's O-N-S-T-E-D underscore P-E. And then I have a Twitter, which is O-H-S underscore P-E Clute. C-L-U-T. O-H-S underscore P-E underscore Clute? Nope, just uh, the P-E and then it goes straight to Clute. All right, Coach. Well, I thank you uh, again very much. Um, so, again, if you enjoyed uh, our conversation with Coach Clute here and you want to follow him, again, follow him at his Instagram, at Onsted underscore P-E, and his Twitter, at O-H-S underscore P-E Clute. Uh, keep up with him. I hope to have Coach Clute back on again. Um, we're going to uh, put together a powerlifting series here where we want to interview a lot of the uh, local powerlifting uh, coaches and, you know, coaches definitely on that list. So we'll have them back soon and talk about powerlifting. Coach Clute, thank you again. Yes, thank you for having me. I had a great time. We'll continue with the Iron Dread podcast after a brief word from our sponsors. The Iron Dread podcast is brought to you in part by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. Available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information. So crank it up! Put some of that party in my cup! Y'all, I'm dancing with a girl up on the flatbed. She hotter than a cherry on the Marlboro Red. Wow, weekends come, we can't get You know what that sound drop means? That means it's time for our Weight Room Song of the Week. Brought to you, as always, by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. This week's Weight Room Song of the Week, chosen by our guest, Coach Andrew Clute, is Flight by Tristam and Bracken. Remember, this and every Weight Room Song of the Week song can be found on our Spotify playlist. Just go on Spotify and search Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week, and it should pop up in your playlist. Give it a follow to keep up with all the new songs added to the playlist each and every episode. Let's crank it up.
There you have it. This week's weight room song of the week. Tristam and Bracken and their song, Flight. So, folks, that's going to conclude episode 24. Hope to see you back here next time for a monumental episode and episode 25. Episode 25 of the Iron Dread Podcast coming next week. But until then, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. And we're on a quest to not make any excuses and become dread stronger around these parts. I'm Chris Whitaker, signing off. Remember, you can follow the show on any of your major podcast platforms. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please like, share our show, and give us a five-star rating and review and help boost our audience.